Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So set back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Hey, 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 folks, Dean Chris back in the studio. It is July 4th week. You know what? Can you hear the fireworks? Can you hear them? I don't know yeah. if I can hear them or not, but I got some neighbors who are shooting fireworks off all. They've been starting since like my birthday week, man. They've been shooting fireworks for a whole week. Got my dogs running around the house acting crazy. I mean, it's all crazy. You know how that goes. You know, I think that I saw a poster the other day about uh, uh, dogs, uh, their look on July 4th week, they all running around scared. So I can understand that from my standpoint. I'm joined in the studio today with Kelly Corvin, who's the business development coordinator for LHLN. And, uh, she's just doing a tremendous job for us, man. We just got back, did some training in Bristol, Virginia this week for the Southwestern, uh, Virginia, uh, criminal justice training council folks there, man, what a great, Tim Tester, who's leading that organization. I mean, just a, it was just wonderful to see leadership in action there. Had a chance to speak with 56 chiefs and sheriffs from around that area. It was just a tremendous opportunity. And so, Kelly, I appreciate all you're doing and good to have you in the studio. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned about the dogs. Actually, I live in Greenville, South Carolina. They had a uh, video that went viral of a dog that had run away from its family because of the fireworks and rang the doorbell at 3 a.m. got caught on the ring camera. It was hilarious. And it made all of the national news and stuff. So if you see that, that's where I hail from. So fun times. There you go. Good stuff. Well, you know, Kelly, I I always like to take a podcast or two about every quarter or so and talk about things that I've learned and kind of some of the things that, uh, I've listened and people in the classroom have said, and it's made me think about that, or it's made me think deeper about the subject and that stuff. So I want to spend just a little time on this podcast, self-reflecting. This podcast is going to be about self-reflections on the road and some of the things that I've learned. And, you know, I told you about some of these things the other day and when you and I were talking and we said, Hey, we ought to do a podcast about that. So, you know, here we go with that. And, and, and I do want to thank, everybody for joining our podcast. If you've enjoyed Straight Talk on Leadership, the biggest gift you can give us is to hit that subscribe button and then send that link to someone else so that they literally can share the message. And and what we want to do every week and in our podcast, Straight Talk on Leadership, is to add value to you, to to make sure that your life is better, your life as a leader is better, and the people surrounding you and that you lead are not only getting better, but you're making their life easier and better as a leader. And so, I, you know, with that being said, th- this week has uh, been a great week. And so let's talk about a couple of things that I've learned. And I was talking about this thing on self-mentoring, you know, and you heard me talk a little bit about it in the classroom. And one of the things I realized is that when you are going to be a leader, you, you have to find a way to get mentorship. You, and, and one of the most important components of that is you have to find someone that you can help, someone that you are helping get better. And it gives you purpose. 
Uh, it gives you direction with them. It, it gives you a reason to be better. And, and finding that purpose and mentoring is really important. But you also need someone to help you. And that's the other part of, of mentor to mentee or mentee to mentor, if you will. And I've been thinking about the importance of that, how a lot of people really don't see the importance of finding someone to help, but also helping others or getting help from someone. And, you know, Kelly, I know this has been true, particularly with me in my life is that if I'm not hanging around with people that are faster, stronger, bigger, smarter than me, then it certainly doesn't help me to grow. I, I tend to level out, if you will, and, and not really push myself forward. And I have, have thought a lot about this, but one of the things that, you know, I was teaching this week and I was thinking about the importance of if you don't have someone to mentor you, you have to self mentor. And one of the steps, and I'm not going to go really deep into mentoring here. So, but I'm going to talk about one of the steps that people really need to understand in mentoring is, is a lot of people don't visualize where they want to be or where they want to go as a leader. And you can really literally help yourself get better by self-mentoring by just visualizing what you want to be as a leader. And, you know, I talked about one of the things in this classroom this week was it's not just one leader that you find. That's the limitations of mentoring is you're just modeling yourself after one leader. But when you create a self-mentoring point to where you start visualizing what you want to be, then several people have characteristics that you can model yourself afterward. You know, and one of those things I was talking about this week for me about self-mentoring is, you know, it's I want to have the wisdom of John Maxwell, you know, and, and he's a great, uh, although he's never going to mentor me myself, I want to have his wisdom. So that'd be somebody that I'd visualize. I'd say, I want to have that type of wisdom. I, and I don't mind doing the work of that wisdom. I want to have that wisdom. David Goggins is one that's the Navy SEAL who is constantly pushing himself past his point. Uh, when he feels pain, he pushes harder. When he thinks he's finished, he does more. And I thought to myself, somebody that wants, I want to learn discipline. And so I would model that visual visualization after, uh, you know, David Goggins. And, and so another one I talked about in the class would be like, and I know a lot of people would think you're far from this would be Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. And Billy Graham is the, one of the greatest evangelists of all times. And I don't want to model the evangelism that he has, but what I do want to model is the connection with people that he has and that ability to connect. So, that's just an example of visualizing what you want to be and self-mentoring, finding characteristics from other people. So I'll let you jump in there, Kelly. Well, yeah, I think when we talked about that after the class, um, one of the things that, of course, I do for us is a lot of business development. And so one of the things they'll tell you is, oh, you have to find your ideal customer, what they call avatar. And a lot of our iGens and millennials will relate to that. A lot of our generation and, and the boomers maybe more what what the heck is an avatar well an avatar is basically what you just described it's a compilation 
of the characteristics of your ideal person that you would want to mentor you. And so I think what's really important is, and what I see a lot, Dean, is that we we talk leadership all the time. And I think what a lot of people will say, yeah, but I'm never going to be a sheriff or I'm never going to be a police chief. But you're a leader every day in your life. You're either leading your kids or you're coaching a baseball team or a girls soccer team or leading a Girl Scout troop. It really is a matter of how you view that. You're leading every day. You're presenting yourself as an example to other people. So what characteristics do you want to develop as a person, as a as a leader in your own life? And I think that that's what I would say is it's not so much that it's any one person, but like you described, it's the characteristics that you're admiring in that person that you want to develop more in yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that. I, there's a, a writer, he he's written 24 books. His name is John Gordon. Mm-hmm. And he does the positive uh, influence. Uh, he's written the book, uh, the, the positive leader. Um, he's also written the energy bus and he's written several other books, but I was listening to him on a podcast. And I was talking about self mentoring. One of the things he said was that if you're going to write books, then there's nothing like being disciplined where you do that at the start of every day. And And I think that, you know, we're in the midst of finishing up Leadership Recipe, which we hope will be out in several months. Uh, It's the new book I'm writing uh, regarding what's the recipe to be a great leader. And, you know, there's just nothing like doing it. And so when I was thinking about that, uh, I'm not a writer. I'm not somebody who is that intelligent, nor am I someone that was versed in all those things in school of writing. It doesn't come easy to me, but I think I was reflecting on him when he said, you know, and and I was using him as a mentor, although he's not my mentor, me listening to what he said is a way of self mentoring. Mm -hmm. So the point I want to make from to you about this is I've learned the value of self mentoring over the last couple of months, more than I think I ever have. And I want to pass that on to our audience that, If you want to really show improvement in your life, find a way. The best way is to find a mentor, but you can do a great deal of self-mentoring. And as Kelly said, just find your right avatar of what you want to be. I I think there's a lot of value in that, you know. Well, and I know that's. Yeah. And I don't think you want to necessarily get into this, but I think a lot of that evolved from what you will probably talk about in a future podcast, which is the effort and commitment and the 40 plus 1% because that yes. really does get you in that self-reflective mode of what what am I good at? What what can I be better at? Kind of thing. Oh, you know, yeah. I think Definitely. you do have to consistently look at that if you want to improve. There are people yeah. that are perfectly happy with the status quo. That's not who we're really talking to today. So our audience right. is people that want to get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and, and as we said, this is kind of a uh, a compilation of things that I've learned over the last little bit last several months. And one of the things I've learned and and we'll move on to the next point is that, you know, courage is, is more important than you might think when it comes to leadership and courage is more important than you might think when it comes to leading yourself, leading others, but being the best version of yourself. I mean, you literally have to have courage to decide that you're going to be better than you are because it's going to be scary. 
there are going to be times when you don't feel like doing it. There's going to be times when you don't want to do it. There are going to be times when your motivation is really low. There's going to be times where feeling is going to literally tell you stop. And courage takes a courage is not easy. Uh, but as a leader, I think I've learned over the last several months, the, the value of that, of like where it really will mitigate things and make them better. If you just step out and are more courageous than you might think you are. And, and courage is one of those things that it, it courage is not being fearless. A lot of people think courage means you're going to be fearless and that, it's just going to be easy and it's going to be simple and no, 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 no. Uh, courage basically and, and being fearless just simply, it, it just means you're going to have fear, but courage is you do it anyway. And, right. and I think that's a really important fact that I've learned is the value of courage, you know, of, of in my own personal life and in my own business life and my own Speaking, it was like, you know, when you go down and you step out of your zone, I, I like talking to classes that are, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people because there's a great deal of connectivity to that. And then you go do a class of 250, 300 people and you go all day. That takes a lot of courage to step out of that comfort zone. Right. And uh, I, I've, I've learned that being courageous, it, the one thing I will say about being courageous is that being courageous will almost always ensure that you literally are going to get better. And, and I think that's one thing that ensures that. No, I completely agree. I mean, it, it, it's reminiscent of, I think also that a lot of people think it's courageous to step into a leadership role. And I think about leadership roles I've held where I've been surprised that people are like, oh, how can you do that? How can you be president of that organization or things like that? I could never do that. And that to them, I'm being courageous. But to me, that's like the easy thing to do. And I think sometimes we have to step back and say, well, am I not assessing the role, am I taking it seriously enough? You know, am I understanding what is involved in being that particular position or even taking a lesser, what would be considered a lesser role? Maybe you're not the president or the chief of police, but maybe you're the, you know, sergeant over a new division that's just been created. That takes courage. Um, it could be a civilian position that takes courage to manage. So I think sometimes we have to be realistic and looking at what is courageous for one person may not be so for another. Let's take a short break from the show and we'll be right back. Hi, Straight Talk listeners. This is Kelly Corbin. If you enjoy listening to Dean on air, how would you like to have him come and either be an instructor in a live class or be a keynote speaker at an upcoming convention that you're helping to plan? If that's the case, give me a call. You can find my number at our website, www.lhln.org, or fill out the request form on our website, and I'll reach back out to you. We look forward to working with you to grow future leaders. Hey, Straight Talk on Leadership listeners. 
I just wanted to take a quick break and thank each and every one of you for listening to our podcast. With your support, Dean climbed to Amazon's bestseller list for his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. You can purchase Dean's book at any of your favorite retail locations, as well as our home website. We would love to see you in one of Dean's upcoming live classes. You can find where Dean will be teaching next, as well as buy his new book at www.lhln.org. Thanks again. Now, back to the episode. Well, and the the thing I want to talk about courage with people is that, you know, there is a natural courage that is expected when you take a leadership role. Absolutely. And so being a leader isn't totally showing a great deal of courage because a lot of times you have the positional power to be courageous. In other words, you use positional power as a courage crutch, if you will. And but for me, being courageous is when you don't have that positional power, when you don't have that authority, when you just make a decision to get better because it's the right thing to do. That's courage. Right. You know, and and so uh, you, you literally realize the importance of courage when you say without support, without positional power, Without any other reason than you know that's what you should be doing, you say, this is what I'm going to do. And I want to encourage people out there to to tap into that courage within themselves because we all got it. We just have to find ways to to use it. And so that was something that I've really found over the last several months, the, the value of courage and leadership. And not only that, but personal leadership and personal growth. It takes a lot. It takes a very courageous person to decide they're going to get better. And it is not easy because you will find a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do it. What I was going to ask you about, because I know that it's the one class where you'll see a lot of transformation in one week is some of the personal transformations you may have seen during a master leadership course. You know, we've had three or four of those this year now already. Um, it's rapidly becoming, um, one of our most transformational classes, I would say just on a personal and professional level. Um, and you just wrapped one up last week up in Massachusetts. And I just, I know you had a really great experience up there. It was, um, it's always a lot for, for you to handle that class, but I know that it's a great class and you always enjoy the stories that you get from that classroom. And I, I'm just curious, was there any one particular thing or couple that stood out last week that came from well, that? Class? I, I mean, that's where, you know, I was thinking about courage a great deal because everybody in that room had to be courageous to step out. First of all, it's very courageous to admit when you need to fix something. Most people just fool themselves into believing because they've done it so long that it's just natural to do it. But honestly, when you when you decide, hey, I need to fix something, that takes a lot of courage. Or you decide I'm going to get better at something, then you spend the whole week doing it. That's pretty dang courageous. So I, everybody in that class was showed extreme courage, and and I, I really saw the value in that. So you know that it's really important to. To, to do that. All right. So third point, 
that I've learned. And, and this was, matter of fact, came from that classroom when we were talking about the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Levi, forget his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, Levi, but um, Levi Babin, I believe is his name. I think that's right. But, that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's Levi Babin. But you know as well as I do, I've struggled reading that book. And I've told you time and time again that that's not an easy read for me, although I think it's got some good stuff in it. But I'm not one of those people that read, you know, in, in it, his concept is that leaders take extreme ownership of everything. And if, if and if anything fails, it's always the leader's fault. And I, I get that concept and I understand that. It's not that I don't like the concepts or Jocko Willink. And a lot of you might thought that was a great book. There are just some books you're going to struggle reading. And uh, that one for me was just a little bit of a struggle. Didn't mean I didn't read it. Just means it was a little bit of a struggle for me to read. And I think one of the things he says in there, and and that was mentioned in the class, it, it goes to show you that one of the greatest lessons I ever learned from a great leader friend of mine who passed away many, many years ago from a um, vehicle accident, and he was like one of my best friends in the world, is he said that a really mature person realized is that they can learn from people that they may not like or situations they may not like, but they're always learning, you know? And I thought to myself, man, that was a great example in that book was, you know, I I didn't really like it that well, but there's a lot of things I learned in it. But the, the one point, and I was thinking about this last week, um, Matter of fact, a student, when, she, when they heard me talking about that book, they brought me the book in and said, here, try to read it again. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's that's thank you. And one of the things that Jocko Willink says uh, that I absolutely love this comment is he says, discipline will fill the gap when motivation fails. And true. I thought, wow, that is really so true. Uh, this morning, the last thing I wanted to do was to get up early and go uh, to the gym. And I did not want to work out today. I did not want to grind it out. You and I, if, if, uh, and people don't know this, but we just got through with about a three hour zoom call. And, uh, but leadership is about being disciplined. And here we are doing a podcast at the end of a three hour zoom call, uh, not because we were so motivated to do it, but because we understood that our audience and ourselves learn from these podcasts. And so we have a commitment to do them and we were disciplined enough to say, okay, let's do a podcast. Let's get it out. And I think that's so true is that you, you really understand that, you know, you got to be courageous and you got to understand that you got to do the things you got to learn from people that you may not want to learn from. And I think that was so compelling that discipline will fill the gap when motivation fails. I love that. That's great. Really good. So, all right. So let's, let's talk about the fourth point, which will be our last point for this podcast. 
Um, and I could spend so much time on this topic, but this is something that I've learned over the last several months. And, and I knew it as a leader, but I didn't really understand the value of it. Um, and, and I really didn't understand how important it is, but this is one of the most important components if not the most com important component of leadership is, is that leaders must provide direction. And when a leader doesn't provide direction for the organization, the direction and the people in it will provide their own direction. So the value of a leader really knowing where they're, where they're going and there has to be three things that a leader knows where they're taking when they're leading. The first is where are they going themselves? Mm -hmm. If you don't know that it is very hard to lead an organization. You cannot expect excellence. If you're not committed to excellence, if you don't have a direction of growth and excellence. And, and I said this, and this is one of the truest things I've ever said is that when leaders stop growing, they don't die but the people around them do mm -hmm. their people start nine the minute that leaders stop growing. So you got to know what your direction is for yourself. Secondly, you got to know the direction you're taking people. And the one thing about that is, is that once you learn where you're going and you understand that I'm trying to grow future leaders and to help people get better and move them in that direction, that the third component where I'm taking the organization gets easier because now you have a team of people that are literally pulling together because they have direction. Most bosses will only spend one of those areas in terms of where they really apply their direction, like where they know they're going, but they won't share that and they won't help other people grow. And then as a result, the organization itself never gets any better. Or they think they should spend all the time growing the organization or directing it, but never any time themselves getting any better or getting the people better. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do. And so the one thing I want to tell people is that if you will look around as a leader and people are not following, if you will look around as a leader and see the organization in disarray, if you will look around and see all these problems happening in your organization, it's generally the direct result of lack of direction. Mm -hmm. People do not know where they're going, so they're following anywhere. This is a natural thing of people, and I swear, I wish I'd have learned this you know, 35, 40 years ago. If you don't provide direction, they will provide it themselves. Mm -hmm. No one goes through a single day without direction. Even people who are the most dependent on others are getting direction from somewhere. Even the people who think they got it all figured out are getting direction from somewhere. It's the commonality that all of us have is we need direction every day. And as a leader, the value of providing direction is so important. I agree. It's very good. 
Okay, folks. So it's obvious that Kelly has gone silent on us on a podcast here, which I'm not sure what all. that really means. Okay, you said it so all. Sounds good. All right, <laughs> sounds good. All right, folks. So, you know, with that, we're going to end the podcast for this week. We trust that you will have a safe firecracker July 4th week. You know, it's coming up the weekend, I think, July 4th on Sunday. Don't forget what we're celebrating that day, the independence of our great country. Don't forget the many, many, many folks who have sacrificed so that we can have an independence. And it's the greatest country in the world, greatest country on earth. And it's because of people like you that listen to our podcast and people who go out there and do the job every day. And don't ever forget how important it is to be a law enforcement officer, be a law enforcement professional and serving your citizens and what you're doing to keep them safe. And one of the reasons we can have an Independence Day is because of people like you. So with that being said, folks, we hope you'll enjoy the weekend. Have a safe one. And you know what? Until next time. I'm Dean Chris. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk on Leadership with Dean Crisp. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can go to www.lhln.org to find upcoming classes where you can book Dean for his new class. And you can also check out his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.